Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. By the way, for the uh, the guy who called, uh, didn't go on the air, but uh, was talking to our producer, Jacob. Uh, anarchy, yes, is also the absence of government and absolute freedom uh, regarded as a political ideal. That is one definition, but it also, if you read beyond that one, uh, lawlessness, nihilism, chaos, disorder, mayhem, turmoil, turmoil right? That's the goal of what anarchists are, are attempting to do. It's not social justice, so let's not fall for that crap, okay? Uh, I'm going to talk to, and you're going to listen to a, a conversation right now with a couple of people that uh, can verify exactly what's been going on here because it's been happening to them. Uh, there are two groups of people in this city. There are those that want to make this a better community for all of us and those who want to tear it apart. These are two of the folks that want to try to make this a better community and have been doing so for the last little while. Uh, you met Krista Boyer the other day on the program. Well, she's been on lots of times, of course, a real, local realtor, but also uh, with Try Hamilton, a group that uh, has been advocating on behalf of Hamilton and its growth for the last little while. Thank you for coming in, Krista. Well, thanks for having me, Bill. And Bill Curran, who is also a good friend of the program, principal of uh, Theor and Curran Architects Incorporated, and a guy who doesn't just uh, talk the talk. You've, uh, Bill, invested in the city. Uh, you've been involved in a number of projects, whether it's James Street, Barton Street, and a number of other things. Uh, and I wanted you to be able to sit down and talk about some of these things. Thanks, both of you, for being here today. Glad to be here, Bill. How frustrated are you? <laughs> We've well, only got half an hour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, this is uh, certainly the, what happened on Lock Street on Saturday is, of course, horrible. But this has been going on since the, at least the Tri Hamilton event in June 2016, which mm -hmm. is 21 months roughly. Yeah. Uh, and during that time, we've had you know really zero interest from the police or city hall uh, in this. We've been uh, just ignored largely. There's been at least 50 properties damaged, at least 16 incidents that we've been documenting. I know the other day, police management uh, said that there were four incidents that they were aware of, and then they parsed it down to Barton Street in the last year. And maybe we could strike, take it down to one block and make it zero. But the reality is this is an ongoing problem. There was a huge epidemic on Ottawa Street just the other night. There was an epidemic of yachts being vandalized at the Yacht Club uh, within the last two weeks that we just found out about. And finally, our Barton BIA is just putting together a list of all the items in, uh, or the incidents in this epidemic of vandalism that are going on. And it's not our job. Krista, you, uh, I, I still remember having a conversation with you after your first Try Hamilton event. Uh, which was essentially to bring people into this community. And uh, th these were communities that and neighborhoods that were depressed. That, that people said, what are you going to do about this? You know, we, we need growth. We're dying here. Businesses are dying. So you took the initiative, uh, as, and some other great folks in this community, to do something about this. And maybe just for the sake of, of for those who may not have been around at that time, because we always have new Hamiltonians who are listening to this show, what happened that day? Uh, so the day started with a, a call from Rachel at the Barton BIA uh, alerting me to the fact that uh, our various nodes that we had set up in days prior had been vandalized and that included uh, posters that had been put all over on uh, those areas. And then, uh, you know, we, we decided just to continue on with the day, which included uh, an address at Tim Hortons Field with the mayor and J Jason Thorne being there uh, and, and given an introduction to the day's events. Uh, after which, and immediately after which, as we were, you know, corralling our group to go downstairs and get into the buses, I was alerted by security at Tim Hortons Field that we had 40 quote-unquote protesters. And what they had done is they had chased the bus drivers off the HSR, they were blocking the bus, they had vandalized the buses, and they were out with signs, you know, uh, which read developers are scum, try, this is a swear word I'm not going to use, effing off, 
um, and and such type of language on their on their posters. They had um, most of them were masks. They were banging objects, and clearly they were there um, just to antagonize us. And what ensued? I attempted to try and control the situation alongside a few other of my amazing volunteers, but unfortunately we weren't able to, and it resulted in uh, the assault of one of my guests, and finally the assault of two officers who had responded. One of the officers, their hats were uh, taken away from them when they attempted to uh, arrest the individual who had assaulted my guest. As bad as that sounds, and it is bad, uh, the, the, the sad and tragic part of this, that was only the opening act. This has been going on since then with you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and your your place of work has been vandalized. Yes, and 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 interestingly enough, that was on the one year anniversary. So on the one year anniversary, it was my place of work, and it was a building that I had had listed uh, recently. Uh, and and the same sorts of things go on. There's been spray paint. There's been vandalism. There have been activities. Personal threats personal threats. Yeah, they've been following me on social media and attacking me uh, and Keenan Loomis, interestingly enough, on my social media. They've mentioned me in several blogs and articles online um, with unkind words. There was an opinion piece that Trish Mills w- wrote back in uh, 2016 which, uh, you know, categorizes me as a racist and uh, a predator, um, which I would say I am neither of the two. Well, no, no, of course. But these are people, Bill, that just they hate progress. They hate the fact that the city's starting to thrive now. I, I think it's insane, Bill, that, that, you know, Hamilton's return to prosperity, and I use the word prosperity instead of gentrification because I think gentrification is the negative connotation of it or the half-empty word. Hamilton's return to prosperity is something we've been desperately craving for 30 years um, after the loss of the steel industry and all the peripheral spin-off damage that that did to the economy. And finally, we're starting to see house prices rising from ridiculously low we see storefronts that have been empty for 30 years coming to life again. We see abandoned apartments being resurrected. We see commercial streets like James North uh, turning around in well, Ottawa Street. Well, you were part of that. Yes. You it, and Tim Pottasick did an awful lot of work there. Graham Crawford definitely. was down there in those early days, definitely. of course. And by the way, Graham, I know you're a Hamiltonian, but you were in Toronto for a long time, so you're you're an outsider. I mean, I mean that's the kind of characterization these people are using, and it's disgusting. Graham doesn't deserve that. You don't deserve that. Krista doesn't deserve that. Yet these people are going to continue to do this, and sadly, not only do they have a voice, though, Bill, they have support. Yeah, and I, but I don't, I don't think it's, it's real support. I think it's just people that uh, you know are, are in that fringe element. But you know, with that revitalization, I think that you know what people have to remember too is investment also means jobs, and there's a huge spinoff from the new residents that are living near Lock Street, near Ottawa Street, near Barton Street. They spend money. They spend money on food, on clothing, on groceries, on whatever services. And that whole supply chain and trickle down um, is why Hamilton is now so buoyant compared to where it was when I returned 17 years ago. Well, let me ask you something about this. Krista, you're, you're in a real estate, all right? Uh, and people need to understand, because I know some people bemoan the fact that all oh, the housing prices are going up, and, and that is problematic problematic for every city. But the reason they were ridiculously low before was because there was no job opportunity here. People didn't want to live here because they couldn't make an income. They couldn't make a living. They couldn't support their families. Right. That's, and when that happens in Hamilton or any other community in North America, jobs lose people move out. I, I mean, I was just in Windsor a couple of days ago. We were walking across the river. My friend of mine lives in, uh, in Windsor, works in Detroit every day. It's a ghetto now because there are no jobs. Yep. The fact that Hamilton's all of a sudden starting to grow economically, of course prices are going to go up because there's a desire. I mean, unless we they keep run naturally low. Yeah. Yeah, it, that, that, that's that's going to happen, of course, because now people want to come here and work here and live here and raise their families here. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. And, and, and I think that the, but the overall economy is far more buoyant. Every new restaurant, every shop on James Street, on Barton Street, on Ottawa Street, on Concession Street that wasn't there 10 years ago, all has employees and suppliers and uh, people are taking uh, you know their dollars and going and spending them in the community. Hamilton is far more buoyant than ever before, but we have a long way to go. You drive down Barton Street today and still fully, I don't know, I'm probably wrong on the percentage, 50% of the storefronts are empty. A lot of those buildings are completely empty and have been for decades. We still have a long way to go, but every building we turn around is more jobs, more construction jobs, more prosperity, more uh, 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 affordable housing up above them. Um, there's a lot of benefits to this revitalization that's happening, so I do not believe, I call it prosperity. I think to call it gentrification is total BS. And there's a lot of opportunity as well, you know, for uh, individuals to get involved in the growth of the prosperity that we're seeing in the city, you know, in regards to affordable housing and social housing, you know, there's a real, if, if these individuals were taking the energy and the time and the effort that they were committing towards these acts of violence and these acts of vandalism, instead they refocused it and they actually participated it as community members and they actually attempted to, you know, align themselves with, you know, such uh, organizations as Inwell House or Good Shepherd or what have you, you know, to actually be part of the solution, you know, then they'd be contributing to progress, but instead they're trying to deter it. Well, that's what I mentioned in my commentary earlier this morning. And and, and again, I'm not going to hold Hamilton up as the ideal to say, hey, we've nailed it, guys. We've we've solved all these problems. But but this is a, a, a city council that just a couple of months ago dedicated over $50 million to affordable housing projects. Uh, not too many other cities have made that sort of a commitment. Uh, this is a city that's being, uh, actually, it's one of the pilot projects for the uh, the fair wage policy here in the province yes. of Ontario. Yep. And many of the merchants on Lock Street have been pioneers in developing fair wage policies for their shops and for their ownership. Yes. So uh, uh, I'm not saying we don't have warts. Of course we do. You're, Bill, you guys, you see this every day. Yep. But we're working on it. And we're doing a lot more than a lot of other cities do. And we're working with those groups that are being adversely affected to try to see what we can do about addressing the problems and doing f something in the way of solutions. So why in God's name was this targeted then? It had nothing at all to do with social injustice. It had to do with insurrection. All they want to do is cause havoc. And they did on Saturday night. And they need to be called out for what they are. The, the people that are being targeted are almost all small businesses, young entrepreneurs, hardly the rich. These are uh, people that are really vital to Hamilton and are making these incredible contributions. And I think it's really disgusting yeah, but uh, the for characterization, them to say we're, we're Bill, after the rich. The we're, we're after corporations. That's bull. That's why they use the words like gentrification. Mm -hmm. They want to create this 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 mindset that these are these great big multi-billionaires from someplace else that are coming in here, scooping up big wads of land and, and you know, throwing people off the land. I mean, this is this is like the you know the old city boss, you know, the, the old westerns. You know, we got to get this guy out of town. He's buying up all the farmers and he's killing everyone. That's not happening here. Most of the people that I've seen targeted are like us. We've came, you know, come from very modest backgrounds and yeah. everything I have, I earned. And, and it's pretty well the same with everyone that's been targeted here. Uh, and that's disgusting. I would never smash a window because I know how much work goes into paying for a window because I've done it that way. And, uh, you know, I just think it's really sad. And when, especially when you hear that the, you know, these uh, alleged activists are walking around carrying Starbucks coffees. You, you what know, does that say about them? Yeah, no kidding. And, you know, I, I was reading this one blog. Uh, I've been reading a lot as, uh, of what, the, you know, these, this group has been writing. And this uh, North Shore blog, I found this one line interesting where they state small business make money through their investments rather than through their labor. That is 
entirely not the case. <laughs> it's so Apparently, laughable. this person has no idea what it w- is involved in running and operating a small business. Because my experience with small business operators is that more than not, when you arrive at their small business, they are there. They are da- there day and night, attempting to make a go at their business. Well. You have gone through proper channels. I know that this has been ongoing with you both and, and others in this community. Uh, I, I know that Matt Cowan uh, from the Heather wanted to join us, but he's, he's tied up. He's running a business. Unfortunately, he didn't have time to come in and talk about this. A, sm- a small business. Yeah, he's been uh, targeted. Yeah, he, yeah. He's working this yeah. morning. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but you have met with your ward counselor and you've met with police about this. What kind of response, what kind of support did you get? The police ignored us for months. Uh, there's been no follow-up. They don't return emails or phone calls. They really are completely disinterested. We managed through the mayor's office to get a meeting with uh, Councillor Green and uh, a low-ranking uh, um, sergeant in the police service in September. At that meeting, um, we had, uh, you know, I don't know Councillor Green uh, at all, but he basically told 20 business people, which are probably half the people that have invested in Barton Street, maybe foolishly, um, that we should just suck it up, that it's the cost of doing business in this area to have your businesses vandalized. But we shouldn't worry about it because, you know, our properties are all going to make us a pile of money in the long run. And, you know, I would add in that conversation, that room, we were met with a certain type of ignorance that I wasn't expecting and that I had hoped that we wouldn't see. You and know, arrogance. And ex- exactly, entirely. You on, know, whose, on whose behalf? On the, the behalf of Hamilton Police and on the behalf of Councillor Green, who uh, Councillor Green opened the meeting off by, you know, telling us that this was just simply a matter of petty mischief. And that, you know, as far as priorities go with Hamilton Police, this is on the totem pole, one of their lowest priorities. They have more important things to do. And I, I, I took problem with that, and I, and, I, and I countered him. I told him that it goes far beyond that. In fact, and it moves into public safety, and this is an opportunity for us to educate you because clearly you have no idea what has been happening. You're not paying attention, and we're going to enlighten you, which we did. We enlightened them in that room. We told them entirely what's been happening, the, the level of vandalism, the level of harassment that's been taking place. And at, at, uh, and, it, and it seemed to fall on deaf ears, except for when Matthew Green saw an opportunity to turn this around and make this a feminist issue. That was the only time he took interest in it, when he felt he could put May Cohen and myself out in front and say that this is a feminist issue. That is not what this is. Clearly, he, you know, I mean, his whole attitude was completely dismissive and uncaring. And, and clearly, he seems to align in his viewpoints with those of the anarchists of all for some reason, which is pretty sad and, and discouraging. And, uh, you know, it's just really, you know, unfortunate. You know, Barton Street's at a very delicate time. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, the people that have gone down there, the pioneers like uh, Matt and Meg Cowan are, you know, are, are trying to make a go of it, but by no means are they uh, uh, getting rich down there. And there's a lot of room to go on Barton Street. And, and to have your ward counselor totally dismissive of all the entrepreneurs uh, that are down there, and there's not a lot of them, uh, was really quite sad. But then to have him come out uh, after Lock Street, he's falling all over Lock Street like it's, uh, you know, his own ward. And he's so dismissive of his own uh, constituents. It's really discouraging, and, and uh, you know, but, but it's all over Lock Street. And yet, and yet claims to be an entrepreneur himself and claims to under- have sympathies for those entrepreneurs. But I guess it's, it's not, it's, it's ward specific. It doesn't, it, it doesn't relate to his own ward. Only to this. You know, Bill, you'd remember this story because this is going back a few years when I was still on city council. Uh, We had some problems on Concession Street. They were well documented. Mm -hmm. Vandalism, a lot of things that were happening, uh, theft and and a whole bunch of things. And the the people in that community, the storefront folks got together and and they met with, I was on the council for that era. Councillor Jackson was the councillor for the Ward 6. And we, we sat down with them and with police. 
and and listen to them and find some solutions. We ended up putting a community policing station there, and there was a dedicated officer that did that. Uh, there was a liaison with the schools there, uh, the, that area, and with the businesses. Uh, it didn't eliminate it, but it certainly cleaned Helped. it up. Uh, Look but, at concession today. But well, exactly. I, and and you know, I'm not going to say that was the turning point, but it was one of the major turning points in first of all Definitely. identifying problems and doing something about it. That's all you're looking for here, isn't it? Definitely. I think you know we've we've got uh, a, you know Lock Street is fine. I mean, it's in good shape, and I think it's it'll bounce back from this, but we've still got a delicate streets. Concession Street is, uh, you know, still at a delicate stage. Barton Street is not at a tipping point yet. And then, of course, we've got, you know, we don't even pay attention to things like Kenilworth. Kenilworth, Kenilworth yes. is in terrible shape, yeah. and we need to turn it around. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've but we've got to keep going se- sequentially. Yeah, but here, here's my fear, though, all right? Because we've seen some great stuff, and the Lock Street story is one of the greatest, of course, in the city because it was all grassroots stuff, and and it's organic, and that was wonderful the, to see. Bill, they're all grassroots stuff. Exactly. Like city James Hall James North was the same thing, Bill, yes. and you and mm-hmm. Tim yep. and Graham and others yep. can testify to that. Okay, but whether it's going to be Kenilworth, whether it's going to be Barton Street. Whatever, whoever is going to come up and say, I'm going to do something about this, they're going to meet this same resistance you did. Until we do something about this cancer that's there that's going to say, we're going to try to block anything that's going to improve that community, we're going to have a problem. Definitely. And and, and we have to get City Hall... Uh, out of the way. So another example is we're having a, a huge epidemic of graffiti. Graffiti is vandalism. We get vandalized by the graffiti uh, uh, criminals, and then what immediately happens is bylaw, and there seem to be a lot of bylaw officers out there. They're on you right away, and they charge you, and they so tell you to clean it up. people are double victimized. So you're victimized again, and if you don't clean up the graffiti on your building, the criminal activity that mm-hmm. was done to you, then they do it for you and they charge it to your tax bill. And if you don't pay your tax bill, they can sell your property. So, but uh, by the same token, we ask how many charges have been laid against graffiti criminals in the last year? And the answer is a big goose egg. So what are the priorities of our city and, and our police force? They are, seem to be very victim blaming focused. And it's just and insane. very reactionary, uh, and yet with with no measured response. And and to go back to Saturday's event, where uh, I, I can't recall if he was a constable or sergeant Hamilton, and he made a comment on CHCH where uh, the police didn't respond because they had no measured response. That in itself is an item of issue. Because if Hamilton police were actually actively watching this group, they would have been on alert that night. They would have known. Considering past incidences, considering the warnings that we gave them, because we were making them aware of incidences that were taking place in Montreal that this group was supporting, promoting, and linked to. And the type of incidences in Montreal were blitz-style attacks in small business neighborhoods. And if if they had heeded our warning and looked to the nature and the historical uh, evidence of how this group is operating, they would have been on alert that night. They would have had a measured act in place. They would have known how to control, maintain, or at the very least, how to arrest a few individuals from that group. Well, uh, that's a nice segue into what we're going to be doing in the next hour because the chief's going to be sitting in that chair right there, Krista, and talking uh, to our listeners about these sorts of things. We're out of time on this segment, but uh, this is not the end. Uh, This is just the end of the beginning uh, about this discussion and and this ongoing debate. Uh, Keep doing what you guys are doing. Uh, I know it's frustrating for you, but uh, just know that uh, the community supports what you're doing. Uh, The greater community does, and I'd like to think city council does too, although that seems to be in question in some circles now too. 
But uh, we'll continue this discussion. And I might add to everyone, it is an election year, so this is an incredible opportunity for us to see some progressive change down at City Hall. Krista Boyer from Tri Hamilton, Bill Kerr, and of course, uh, local architect who's doing some great work in this community. Guys, thanks a lot for this. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.